Good morning and welcome to Where Entrepreneurs Thrive. My name is Russ Nolting. On this week's episode, we have Shad and Claudine Phillips. We're going to be discovering how they became the entrepreneurs that we see today and what makes them thrive. Shad, Claudine, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Let's dive right in. So tell us your story, how you got into real estate and how you found your way to KW. I'll let you start with, because your, your journey is longer than mine. <laughs> so uh let's see in 20 or 2004 i became an agent in texas and uh was mainly a buyer's agent in texas for 10 years and then came to when we moved to colorado i really just wanted to take a break because i had babies and i just wanted to be present with them and, and invest in them and then also i was like everybody knew me and i just wanted to move somewhere where nobody knew me for a little while my hair blonde, call myself Cindy, like just call it a day, you know? And so <laughs> yeah. Chad's like, well, I'm going to pick up that baton. And so he got his license as he was still doing his um, full-time job. And then I'll let him tell that story, but he continued to grow the business and then was like, either I'm going to hire an agent or you're welcome to come join me. And so that's how I joined in with him. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, 2008. Yeah. I got into real estate and my background was marketing. And so I felt like that was a strength that, that I had and that I could really parlay a lot of uh, my digital marketing experience um, into real estate because I felt as I looked at the landscape, especially in my marketplace, I didn't see a lot of agents taking advantage of all of these channels that were just wide open. And so I was like, this is easy pickings, you know? And so I just got to work for like for the first three years. I mean, I wasn't worried about production at all. I was mm -hmm. building a machine that was going to be a lead generator. Team? I'm sorry. Oh, you were building a machine. Yeah. Okay. I was building a machine. Yeah. That was, that was going to generate leads. And then all of a sudden, like I went from doing like, I think I was doing like a, a million dollars in transactions the first three years. Mm -hmm. And then year, like year three to four popped. And, um, you know, just the leads started pouring in um, and haven't stopped. Um, and so we worked on like um, our websites, YouTube presence. Um, Claudine was, uh, she was actually kind of in the background doing some of the social media even then um, to kind of just begin to lay the, the, the framework for that. Um, and so um, did I answer all of your questions? Absolutely. Tell us uh how did you guys find your way to KW? And and Claudine, I don't know when you started in Texas. Were you were you a KW agent there? No, or, I was, a friend of mine was a broker, and I just joined with her. And we had little ones at the time, and um, we it was just an easy brokerage to work with together. Got it. Sure. And what as far as like, KW? Yeah, um, you know, I think as I was getting my license, I was kind of you know doing research on it, um, and I. I mean, KW was really the only office I even went to, and I had mm -hmm. a conversation with them, um, <clears throat> and it just seemed to be a fit. I liked that KW offered a lot of education, especially for, like, new agents, um, you know, just to kind of hold our hands um, in that process. And we really loved Kevin. Yeah. Like, and, he was amazing. Yeah, Kevin, um, yeah, felt really great about him. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's where we've been, and I think 
um, and maybe this parlays into other questions, but like that's been a great office for us, just especially because we are mountain agents. And so mountain properties are such different animals and that we really felt like we needed somebody in our, in our court that really could who had a lot of experience of dealing with that. So when we do run across these one-offs, you know, that we have somebody to go to that's like, yep, I've experienced that before, you know, to be able to keep us in, in, in check. So for those who don't know what you mean when you say mountain properties are, are different, what do you mean by that? How are they different? Well, I mean, you have, there are wells, there are septics, there are um, maybe a lot more situations where easements could be issues. Um, sometimes you're dealing with, you know, their larger acreage. Um, I've had situations where, you know, a neighbor ended up putting a fence on their property. Well, when you live in like, let's say Highlands Ranch, well, your fence is your neighbor's fence. Right. It's really easy to see where the line is between your property and theirs. When you're sitting on seven acres, you know, and a neighbor ends up putting a fence in, well, if they didn't go do the, their proper survey work, well, that could actually be on your property and have an encroachment. So there's sure. just how do you how do you deal with all these situations? Or septic systems go bad. How do we deal with that? I'm 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 got a property under contract right now that the septic system is being replaced on. Yeah. So unless you understand that stuff, you're gonna be lost. And when you do inspections on a mountain home, yeah. it's a totally different experience than you do on a home that's newer and it's the same floor plan a few, you know, doors down. And so unless most of these homes have been custom built, right. <laughs> usually by the owner <laughs> um, sometimes. And so you just have to navigate that and know really good vendors in your area to think most of the time a vendor will come to that property like, oh, I've been in this house before. And so having a mountain agent, we have those connections so that the buyer feels very vetted, you know, feel right. understands their house before they purchase it. We had a situation happen where, um, like we're on, on a mountain, right? Like we're on mountains. We're not on a grid. So, you know, property lines are all over the place. So when you're dealing with the county, you have to know the neighborhoods in this area to be able to have educated conversations with them and how, and, and that you can have, you're not ha trying to um, explain to them anything our, our, our county understands, but then you do have to sometimes help them understand like, this is not an alley, it's an actual street. And even though it was plotted that way, this is an actual street that people drive down every day. And the house is not in the middle of the street. It's actually, you know, so it's like having to, you know, have that education and that knowledge of actually living here and understanding the mountain area. And even insurance can be another thing. Insurance can be a challenge in the, in the foothills uh, and knowing how to get that done. I think experienced agents in this, in this marketplace understand it's, it's hard for us. You know, I can't imagine if somebody else that's not been here at this market, how they would even do it. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. The, the successes you guys have had. I mean, now, you know, you've been in the business, uh, Claudine, since 04 and Chad since 2008. Uh, you all made it through that first uh, major recession and and into the boom that we've been experiencing up until just recently. What does your business look like today? Like as in like transactions and yeah, like what are you selling and, 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 and who's on your team besides you guys, if anyone? Yeah. Um, so, so our sales this year, we will do about 30 transactions um, and about right about 30 million uh -huh. is what we'll close on. Last year we did 35 transactions and 35 million. Um, we've got one, well, we've got a variety of different people on our team in different capacities. So we've got a transaction coordinator 
Um, we actually kind of have like two. Um, I've got somebody who really helps to deal with a lot of the minutiae in the transaction for me. Um, and then we have um, kind of like a marketing coordinator that is helping us on the back end to just help to organize and manage all of the marketing channels that we have. Got it. And our average price point is somewhere between 900 to a million up here. So mm -hmm. that's how we kind of average that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Got it. Sure. So um, you guys recently spoke at our, our Colorado convention um, about your social media game. What are you guys doing in social media that, that uh, has been working for you? Well, we are very much pivoters. And so we always look for the whole, what someone's not doing. We are the youngest, like I'm the youngest of six kids, Shed's the youngest. And so we kind of always are looking for that, something different, you know, something that someone's not doing. And it seems to have worked out for us pretty well. Shad has a, a genius mind in marketing. Um, he just like in the middle of the night, he's like, I got this idea. And, you know, there's like 10 ideas a day, you know, <laughs> um, when it comes to marketing, he just always, he looks at things from the back, you know, and um, he's just an incredibly creative person. And that's why we have a marketing person on, on board with us because she basically catches them, organizes them and says, okay, what, where are we going with this? And then just kind of helps us sort it out. But um, being the youngest of six myself, I've never been afraid of being in front of a camera, um, talking, you know, uh, I don't know, I can talk, I'm quick on my feet. And, no. um, and also I love to write. And so it kind of is a great combination. I'm a people person. I'm actually an extroverted introvert. So I can extrovert pretty hard, but I have to introvert pretty hard <laughs> after right. that. And so um, I just found that Instagram was something that really agreed with my personality. Um, I love connecting with people on that platform. Lots of questions we have. Um, it's a, I'm able to engage with them. Uh, people follow us because we live in such a beautiful area. So I really uh, talk a lot about that. I show a lot about that. I had somebody stop me at the grocery store. <laughs> She's like, I'm not in the market to, to buy, but I love what you post. I love the elk. I love the lake. I love your hikes. I love this and that. And so it's yeah. kind of fun to be able to give back to my community too. I get a lot of questions just from my community, just like how, you know, how's the holiday walk? Is it worth it for this age group? You know, so it's almost like becoming the mayor of our town, being able just right. to represent and have it be a trusted voice. So I focus a lot of in, on Instagram. Um, we sold uh, most of our closings this year were, re were referrals, but the second was Instagram alone. Um, yeah. Last year was referrals, but the second place was YouTube. And that's Shad's baby. He really focuses on YouTube. Yeah. How does the, how does the YouTube game differ from the Instagram game? I mean, for those who are like, you know, they're not in social media at all. Why would one choose the Instagram platform versus the YouTube platform? They're completely different demographics. Yeah. YouTube skews heavy male who are doing research, who are looking for answers. And I think that Instagram skews heavy female who are looking for connection um, and the story. Yeah. They want to know what it's like to live here. And so they want to have a friend that lives here already and can answer those questions and is available. And so I become that. And then Shad gets the calls off of YouTube with uh, what kind of uh, vehicle should I purchase? And what are the right. tires? You know, it's more of that. <laughs> is there an age difference between an Instagram user and a YouTube user? My age group right now is heavy, um, 30s to 60s. Uh -huh. So it's pretty wide, but it's strong. 
um, especially since our price point is high, that's yeah. usually the demographic that comes to Evergreen in the Foothills area. Yeah, 45 to 65 is typically what our, our core demographic uh, buyer is. In general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I can see how it'd be different down the hill. Like I could see uh -huh. how, you know, if you're having a first time home buyer that's in the five, 600 range, you know, um, I could see how we would educate more on um, what is your down payment and how to save up for that and that type of thing. And we don't yeah. do that kind. It's more lifestyle. People definitely move here for a lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. Um, KW, uh, over a year ago, we, we, we added a purpose statement to the company and we said that we are the company where entrepreneurs thrive. Um, how did you guys react to that, that addition to our, our mission? I mean, I like it. You know, uh, I think like the premise behind us, like being with KW is that, and again, I think Kevin, our employing broker is a big part of this is just, he helps us with the compl compliance end of things. Um, and just, um, keeping us up to date with, you know, what we need to know to be able to be current in the marketplace. And so there's just a lot of minutia there that they're taking care of that we don't have to deal with. And that allows us to work in our genius and be marketers and, and just do what, yeah, do be entrepreneurs and do what we do best. And we've been entrepreneurs our whole <clears throat> life. Like I'm Shad and I met when I was 16 and he was 17 He's always had a business on, you know, some sort of business. I think you've only been employed by once in your life. <laughs> you know, he's always been an entrepreneur. And I, I had a job. I was a dietitian for 20 years before I stepped into, well, I was in real estate and dietetics at the same time yeah. for a little while. And um, just in the Thrive area, we really are, um, we deal with, uh, we focus on certain pillars of our life, whether it's financial, health, spiritual, um, work. Um, and so we really try to, to focus on all of those so that the whole can be that thrive. We, you need all of them. You need to meet all of them to be able to move forward in a business. And if you don't have health, you don't have wealth, you know? And so we just want to make sure that we are, I mean, literally our gym is just right here on the side of our office, you know? And right. so we, we focus on that and it was just, a, it was pleasant. It's what we already uh, believe in. And it was just nice to work with a company that, actually reflects our mission statement as well. Sure, absolutely. What do you guys, uh, what, what would you consider your secret sauce in real estate to be? What do you guys do better than anyone else? I think Claudine's a great connector. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are a lot of great realtors that are great <laughs> connectors. Well, like I, I look at connectors all the time going, oh, that was good. You know, like I'm always learning from, but on social media, I well, think. I, I'm, so if I had one word, I would say it's leverage. So we utilize social media and the internet, digital channels to be able to communicate to our audience. So like for right now, literally while we're on this uh, call with you, there are people on our websites. There are people that are watching our social media that are on YouTube. Right. And you're, that's leverage. Mm -hmm. Whereas if all you're doing is you're, maybe you're a great connector, you're, you're a great networker, you can really only talk to one human at a time. You can only right. pick up one phone at a time. Mm -hmm. So we really work off of, we're going to focus on leverage. And, and because really real estate's about how many conversations can you have? Yeah. It's a numbers game. Yeah. The more conversations that you can have, the more connections you're going to make and the more sales you're going to make. So it's a funnel. And that makes so much sense to us, right? Because that's how we think. 
So there are people that are like, oh, I hate getting in front of the camera. I hate doing video. I sound so silly. It's like, then that's not your thing. You know, so you want to like, if you're going to pick up the phone and like, oh, uh, land title, she's so good at picking up the phone and just having Laura, she just has these great conversations with me. And I'm like, Laura, you know, it's really hard for me to be on the phone with you and have this conversation, you know, and we just laugh, but it's just the fact that she said she would pick up a phone all day long and make that personal connection. I was just listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about how if you make that person feel seen, they're yours for life. And so that's what I try to do um, when I'm on social media is how am I connecting with my audience, not just for sales. I truly create crave connection with my community. I truly love being at Muddy Buck and somebody comes up and says, Hey, you know, I watch you and it's so great. Thank you. And I'm like, sit with me. Like, what's your name? Like, I don't, you know, I'm not that type of person that's like, you know, Oh, thanks. Anyways. Bye. You know, it's very much, it means a lot to me to have connection with my community because you're stronger as a community. You just never know what's going to happen in this world. So when he says like, it just makes sense, you know, it's like leverage. We are, our motto is like leads, um, listing or leads, let, leverage and list no leverage leads and listing and so we are just now seeing that um the listing aspect because we were buyer heavy and uh because that was the niche that we saw as a whole people weren't marketing to buyers and so now we are having repeat business we're having referrals and so that listing aspect is starting to multiply as you know predicted and so we just focused on built fences around our systems and really focused on those things, made those things work, and then moved on to the next thing. I think one of the problems that some agents do is they try to do everything all at once and it's a little energy to everything. We doubled down on YouTube. We doubled down on Instagram and it's paying off right now, but you never know, you know, algorithms change. <laughs> I was in a meeting yesterday with, um, our CEO at KW, Mark Willis, and and he said for 2024, um, we need to hyper-focus. Like we need to take the things that have been working for us as a company of 160 plus thousand people, and we need to double down on what's working and not follow after the shiny objects, which can distract so much. And I think it's great advice for all agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you've been in the business a while, you can see your patterns. You can see where you're and if you're tracking like we do, you can see where your leads are coming from. And so then you can see what's working and not working. And this year was really surprising what our numbers were and where we were getting our leads. We're like, oh, we thought it was this, you know, so I'm glad we track to be able to see what we can hyper focus on. Absolutely. Great. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience? Anything else that, um, that any questions I haven't asked that you want answered? <laughs> you know, I think one thing maybe we left out uh, as far as the, like the secret sauce, I think like with Claudine, with social media, she's incredibly consistent. Mm-hmm. She is always, she's always thinking, always researching. She is make sure that like every day that she is there for her audience. And so that's a big responsibility but it works. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely like yeah. it pays off. Consistency is key in anything in life. And if you stick with something that you enjoy, you know, like if Shad said, you know what, we got to focus on YouTube and you're going to be the one and you're going to focus on that. And I'd be like, no, I would hate it. And I would never follow through. I'm just not a long form 
video, I sound very, hello viewers, how's, you know, I get icky. And so I just don't want to show up inauthentic. So my advice would be be consistent with what comes natural to you. Like what you will know that you'll pick up every day and that you will implement and be willing to not be great at it at first, you know, and be willing to just keep going with something. And then also keep going when you want to stop. Um, Sometimes like for a couple of years in in December's we were like one year Shad's like, I'm done. I'm out. That was a lot. I'm done with real estate. We're going to go this direction. And then I'm like, how about I just pick it up for a while? And then last year I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Like it was the biggest year we had and it was a lot. And this year we finally were were like those, what pillars do we need to put in our life to be able to take care of ourselves throughout the, the year and, and not take things so seriously and just have more fun. And so, yeah all those fun things. When you all find yourself not wanting to do something that you need to do, um, you know, because consistency compounds, uh, what do you do to push yourself, you know, to doing it? I try to do it in the morning because I haven't talked myself out of it, whether it's, I got to get these reels created, or I need to get, um, these emails out, I need to work out, like whatever it is, the morning time is my, my sweet spot sauce where I just won't, I can't talk myself out of it. Um, accountability, um, our marketing, uh, our ops boss is what we call her. She's, uh, great in accountability. She has this like coaching spirit within her that really like surround, she surround, like we surround ourselves with people that hold us accountable for things that we know that are going to be hard to finish. Um, Shad's a very structured human and he finishes well. So I don't know what motivates you. Like you start a project and you finish. Like you're amazing. Yeah. I don't know that I struggle with motivation. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I can say like, as I've gotten deeper into my career, it's, it's harder because now there are deals that, you know, which that was the objective all along was to get the leads <laughs> and to get the customers and get them under contract. Yeah. And so just struggling with juggling, how do I keep all my marketing <clears throat> going and give that attention while I'm managing deals. So that's yeah. kind of something that we're struggling with. And that's part of why we're bringing more people on our team. Uh, we're not looking to grow from an agent perspective, but from a, from a back office support type of perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone uh, around the country is, is listening to this, what's the perfect referral for you guys? Where, where, where and, and the perfect client to send your way? Oh gosh. <laughs> Well, I'd say, I mean, our core focus is the Denver foothills um, or West Denver. Um, so any, any, anybody who's looking to move, Evergreen, Morrison, um, Golden, Genesee. Um, uh, we have Boulder. Conifer, we have some Boulder. Boulder. We have a really beautiful listing right now. It's 10 million. It's 162 acres. Little plug for that one. It's a gorgeous ah. ranch. So, yeah. And I got that lead yeah, off of Instagram. So, you know, it does pay off. What did you say? Is it in the Boulder area? Yes. Mm-hmm. 162 acres and 10 million, you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fabulous. It has the views of the Flatirons. And I mean, it's a legacy property, original owners. Yeah, it's a, cool. it's a gem. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on Where Entrepreneurs Thrive. We appreciate you guys, and, and we thank you for sharing your uh, strategies with us. Our pleasure. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you, Russ. Mm-hmm. Take care. Bye-bye.